Are there aspects to your day that you feel as if you're just, well, checking the box? Do you ever strive to reach out of your comfort zone, become uncomfortable, and level up? Privileged to be your host, this is Jason Wabek. Now, let's uncheck the box. A great day to everybody out there. Once again, my name is Jason Wabek, host of the Uncheck the Box podcast, where today we continue our journey together in the quest to be the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. Today's episode is titled Thrive in the Panic. It was inspired by this band that I stumbled upon named um, Beartooth. And I will forewarn you, unless you're into really, really hard hard metal music, um, it may not be appealing to you. Yeah, that is one of my guilty pleasures. I'm a music guy, but definitely um, into the the hard stuff. And this band Beartooth has a song called Fed Up, and one of the taglines in there in the chorus is, I never want peace, I thrive in the panic. Now, listen, um, it's a pretty dark song, and I'm sure their intent for the song was vastly different than what I took away from it. That's what's beautiful about music, my friends is that you can hear certain things that lead you down a path. And that line really jumped out, right? I never want peace. I thrive in the panic. I think there's a metaphor in there. I think we all long for peace. But I think it's it's all about embracing the times in which we don't find peace. And then we shift over to try to find a way to thrive in the panic. There's many times in our lives, my friends, that we do find ourselves in a panic situation or we're facing adversity. So it's about thriving in that time, knowing when to lean in and embrace that. So today, I wanted to break the episode into two sections. Number one, I wanted to go doctor, which I'm certainly far from that, okay? And as always, my disclaimers is if you feel that there's something that is brought up here that maybe needs to be brought up to a professional, Certainly, I am not that guy and certainly would recommend that you, again, contact a medical professional for further guidance. So we're going to set the stage a little bit about um, biologically what's taking place when we venture down that road of panic, worry, or anxiety. And then secondly, we're going to finish up with a couple bullet points and ways that we can embrace the panic and some of the good that can come from it. And some things to not only look out for, but some things to be intentional about in these moments that, again, we perceive as negative until the time we decide to spin it into a positive. So first and foremost, I went to WebMD. It's uh, a source that I rely on when it comes to things medically. I think it's got the credibility behind it. So I want to read a couple things from their website when it pertains to panic, or in this case, worry and anxiety is the medical term, right? So what happens with excessive worrying? Well, here's what happens. Worrying is feeling uneasy or being overly concerned about a situation or problem. With excessive worrying, your mind and your body go into overdrive as you constantly focus on on what might happen. I'm just going to pause here. And can I just tell you, this is absolutely me 
at different times. Something I constantly work on is that worrying, right? Our mind tells us those, you know, false realities as I brought up, fear, you know, um, things like that, right? And I'll continue on. In the midst of excessive worrying, you may suffer with high anxiety, even panic during waking hours. Many chronic worriers tell of feeling a sense of impending doom or unrealistic fears. There it is, unrealistic fears, things that may not be happening, that only increase their worries. Ultra-sensitive to their environment and to the criticism of others, excessive worriers may see anything and anyone as a potential threat. Chronic worrying can affect your daily life so much that it may interfere with your appetite, lifestyle habits, relationships, sleep, and here we go, my friends, job performance. Many people who worry excessively are so anxiety-ridden that they seek relief in harmful lifestyle habits such as overeating, smoking, alcohol, drugs, things of those natures. And... I, again, my friends, I when I was reading that on, on WebMD, I was like, that's really where it starts. We're in situations where we tell ourselves maybe what may or may not happen or what may or may not be the actual reality, and we find ourselves feeling a little panic-driven. So this could potentially lead to what is anxiety? Anxiety is a normal reaction to stress. Ongoing anxiety through maybe the result of a disorder such as, you know, um, generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, social anxiety, things of that nature. And it affects nearly 40 million adults in the U.S. Anxiety manifests itself in multiple ways and does not discriminate by age, gender, or race. Stressful events such as a test, a job interview can make anyone feel a bit anxious, but sometimes a little worry or anxiety is helpful. It can help you get ready for upcoming situations. For instance, if you're preparing for a job interview, a little worry or anxiety may push you to find out more about the position. You can present yourself more professionally to that potential employer. Worrying about a test may help you study more and be more prepared for the test that day. But excessive worriers react quickly and intensely to those stressful situations or triggers. Even thinking about the situation can cause chronic worriers great distress and disability. Excessive worry or ongoing fear or anxiety is harmful when it becomes so irrational that you can't focus on reality or think clearly. People with high anxiety have difficulty shaking their worries. When that happens, they, they may experience actual physical symptoms. And again, as I mentioned earlier, my friends, I'm not here to, to say who is what and what might be taking place. If you feel 
that anxiety has gone to that maybe a little bit of the excessive side, as they mentioned, there's definitely professionals out there to assist. But I think, you know, that quick article really brought up how these worrisome situations can really help us. Like we, they talked about the taking the test or the job interview, it allows us to lean into that fear, lean into that anxiety a little bit more to make us better, to make us better prepared, to make us sharper. So this way we can attack it from the right, from the right angle. What happens when panic sets in? Well, there's a few things that happen. Our bodies go into fight or flight response and is behind these intense physical symptoms. And normally when you encounter a threat, whether it's a, a bear or a, a swerving car, your nervous system springs into action. The hormone adrenaline, adrenaline floods into your bloodstream, putting your body into high alert. Your heart rate quickens, which sends more blood to the muscles. Your breathing becomes fast and shallow, so you take in more oxygen. With more blood, your blood sugar spikes and your senses get sharper. Pretty interesting, everybody. I mean, we've heard of that fight or flight, but maybe some of us didn't even really know, you know, what went into that. Well, that are, that is that is. A biological reaction to what happens when panic starts to set in. Now, it's about managing this, right? And I'm not going to get further into the medical stuff. I read you a couple snippets, right? But there's ways that we can calm our nerves and things like that. That's for maybe another time if I feel led. But when panic sets in, we got to understand, okay, is this something we can control or is it something that we can control? A lot of us will find that especially if it's on a minor side, if we start to feeling worry, borderline panic, we do have the ability to take control of that. So what can we do and how can we channel this panic and use it for the good? Well, I've come up with a few things that we can keep in mind while embracing the panic, as I call it. Number one, innovate. Now is the time to innovate, right? You know, there's a saying, and it's a, it's a pretty, how do I want to put it? It's a pretty scary thing if you let it take control, but this quote that says, we've always done it this way. If you ever find yourself saying that or being in an environment that, that those words are being said, we have to be careful because that's where innovation then goes dormant. We have to find ways to step out. And in times of panic, maybe we realize this is an opportunity to pivot. Remember, everybody, what got you here may not get you there. I'll say that again. What got you here will not get you there or may not get you there. You know, everybody, it's, it's about trying old things in a new way to help you advance forward and find ways to tap into your creative self and again, inspire innovation. Number two, it's a time to embrace change. The only thing that is constant in life is change, everybody. We may have heard that before. We embrace change throughout our lives. For example, I'll give you one, you know, especially where I live in the Northeast, we embrace the change of the seasons. 
up here in New York, we have a winter, spring, summer, and fall. And what do we do? We adapt with it. We embrace it. But there's a lot of parts of our life that we don't. We get paralyzed by change. We freeze up. We fall victim to the panic. How do we deal with change? The people who dominate are the people who adapt to change the best. And that's how we can continue to move forward. Change is inevitable, my friends. How do you deal with that? How do you adapt? And sometimes it's in those tougher moments where change is actually taking place that we have to just acknowledge it, recognize it, and again, like I say many times, lean into it. Number three, I say it also many times, be comfortable, about, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. When discomfort sets in, don't run away from it. It's a human emotion, just like happiness, sadness, anger, uncomfortableness is an emotion. We can't change the way we feel, only how we react to it. So get good at that. Recognizing when you feel uncomfortable and change the way you react. Get curious with the unknown. Treat this as a learning experience. Again, so many people take this on as glass half empty. It start to start, it's time to start thinking of this glass half full. Embrace the uncomfortable, my friends. Learn more about yourself and about that situation. Number four, tolerate failure. There was this article as well in preparation for this that I was reading on mindful.org, and it was titled Flounder, Find It, and Fly. So, a couple bullet points from that. Get comfortable with tolerating the flailing insecurities that are the fins of floundering. Flounder with persistence and intention. Instead of resisting, check out what happens when you allow life's inevitable moments of helpfulness to be part of the picture. Learn and grow for the benefit of all. That gets me, everybody, right there. That gets me. Allow life, okay, and life's inevitable moments of helpfulness to be part of the big picture. That's embracing being helpful, or I'm sorry, being um, help, helpless. Remind yourself that floundering is a natural part of life. The article wasn't suggesting that you invite floundering to your next party, but you can offer, offer it some tea if it stops by. I thought that was pretty creative. Flounder, find it, and then fly. Lastly, plan for success. This was an episode I did early on this year, and I'll just recap a couple bullet points. But my friends, we have to plan. We have to have a game plan because here's what's going to happen. When we plan, we know that we're going to have to pivot. Panic is going to step in. You know, we're going to have to flounder a little bit, but we have to have a plan initially. You know, things aren't just going to happen on its own. Failing is a part of planning, okay? Again, one of my favorite quotes, and my coworkers know this, failing to plan is planning to fail. 
Hope is not a strategy. Hoping that it's going to happen is not a strategy. So we have to remember, my friends, we have to embrace a degree of routine. You know, have a good morning and evening routine of of reflection. What do you hope to accomplish today? Is it written down? Are your goals written down? Is your game plan written down? What do you intend on achieving today? How are you trying to achieve it? And then in the evening, did you accomplish what you were looking to do? Did you have to pivot? Did floundering step in? Are certain things are there certain things that have to be done tomorrow that you didn't get accomplished today to continue that journey? And without a plan, everybody, you definitely are going to be doing a lot of floundering. How is it that you know where you're going to be going if you don't have a plan? So in recapping, everybody, in times that we may feel anxious, in times that we may feel worry creeping in, in times in which we feel panic-stricken, it's time to go at it from the offense. It's time for innovation, embracing that uncomfortable feeling that you're feeling, embracing and being open to some change as it may occur during this time, tolerate failure, and, and embrace floundering a little bit because you're going to find it and then at the end... Find yourself flying and being a better version of yourself. And then lastly, having that plan. My friends, if we do this, there's no doubt we come out better. We come out more ahead and we find ourselves succeeding. Everybody, I thank you again for the time spent today. Appreciate you. I appreciate this platform. It is my best wish that you all have a great rest of your day. An even better week, and we'll see you next time. Appreciate you, everybody. 